to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me instead of Matt Dudek, who you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, is John Parker. What's up, Bob? How's it going today? It's uh, I, I we had this oddball uh, game, and we'll talk about it later. That's you know. <laughs> having us record a little later than usual, but that's okay. Uh, you can find uh, John on Twitter at Horizon John. You can find us on the on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And John, we we had conference games, but was that supposed to solve anything? <laughs> Honestly, I think it did a lot. Um, I mean, we already kind of had an idea who was first. Yes. Um, and then after that, it was really ugly. Um, I, I probably could have done a bit of sorting them out last week, but... We, we know what you did. It's okay. Um, but, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, you know, Oakland, obviously, it, it still kind of remains a top team in the conference uh, by virtue of... And they reinforce that with, uh, you know, wins at UIC and obviously... IUPUI, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with them a little later. But I think at least this weekend we have a definitive. It's it we have a definitive number two, and I think that's Cleveland State. And I'm and I say I think I mean I definitely know it's Cleveland State. Yeah. I so so when you were looking at the, the the Horizon League right now, you have Oak. It's it's I know it's super early, but Cleveland State and Oakland are kind of going to be the ones that are going after each other. Yeah, um, that would be what it seems like to me. Uh, obviously, this is going to be, you know, the trip where or the the weekend for Cleveland State where you kind of figure a lot out on paper. You know, uh, Northern Kentucky and Wright State are right up there. Yeah. Um, and on the court, they they weren't. Uh, Cleveland State definitely asserted itself in those games um, easily. I would say they're two best performances of the year so far. No, it, I, I so so, and I, I see where the first confusion was because going into the conference games, Cleveland State was doing okay, but not great in their non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, the Coppin State the thing Coppin was just State a one. weird thing. Okay. By the way, and incidentally, thank you. By the way, thank you, Saint Bonaventure, for not making me feel as bad about Coppin State. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is that supposed? Yeah, it's like is that supposed to make me feel better, Saint Bonaventure? Thank you. <laughs> so, so going into the conference, and you're going against again a Wright State team and a Northern Kentucky team who obviously had their own struggles in the non-conference, but you at the same time they're Northern Kentucky and Wright State, and until other until otherwise, they're still going to be your toughest. To in my assessment, one of your toughest competition, one of your sets of competition. And Cleveland State basically just, you know, they just brushed them off, essentially. I mean, I mean, the the Northern Kentucky game, they took, and this is the part that just blew me away. They made 27 shots against Northern Kentucky. They had 22 assists on 27 shots. Now, mind you, they're doing this without Craig Bodwan, who's, by the way, has one of those really, I guess he's still uh, recovering from his uh, his injury, and he's rolling around one of those little, uh, you know, those real, those uh, wheelie things, because um, I saw him on the bench the other day. So, yeah. So he's doing one. He's got one of those, like, uh, the Ron Hunter Yes, that's the one. <laughs> you, got it, you got it from Ron Hunter. I don't know. Um, I, I assume that's not the case. But, yeah. So, 
and it's it hasn't made it. I mean, basically, it, it's been kind of point guard by committee with Cleveland State, and it and it's fine. They have done so much better. They their ball handling, the ball movement in the last two games, absolutely phenomenal. Um, Deshaun Parker, the transfer from App State, he got seven. He had seven uh, assists on Thursday against Northern Kentucky, and then Tory Patton. I think he had eight assists against the uh, what? No wait, no he had ten assists. I want to say against Wright State. So again, it's classic Cleveland State where it's next man up. Yeah, and I mean, what I thought was really interesting, honestly, is the complete lack of fanfare for. Hey, defending champ, you just get two of the top, what, three or four teams in the league right out of the gate. Good luck. Yeah. And then they went to an <laughs> um, exactly. That's Exactly. I mean, that was, again, those were, to me, those were kind of the low-key top games in the conference this weekend just because of who they were, just based on reputation alone. And, again, Cleveland State took care of business. Now, again, Wright State, they tried to make a game of it, but every time they got, like, Sort of close. Cleveland State kind of said, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we, we've been burned by you many times before, right, State? And we will not repeat that. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Um, and then for both of those two, uh, on the other end of it, um, for both Wright State and NKU, uh, they took on Purdue-Fort Wayne. Yes. Very different results. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, and that, and going into this, looking at the Wright State game against Purdue-Fort Wayne on Thursday, I looked at that and I thought to myself that, you know, the way that they played against Purdue-Fort Wayne, and not to take anything away from Purdue-Fort Wayne, I think Purdue-Fort Wayne is going to scare people. I think they're, they're going to be a problem this year. Um, and because of the way that Purdue-Fort Wayne played against Wright State, that kind of for me, at least, kind of carried over to think, okay, they're obviously not that in, they're not the invincible, loud and love led right state team yeah. from years past. I think they still have a lot of questions in that rotation, okay. and it, it was glaring against Cleveland State, glaring. And it's funny because you had. Basically, Cleveland State's game plan was make Trey Calvin beat you. You knew Grant, Grant Basile was going to get his touches. You knew he was going to get his points, and he did. And Trey Calvin had probably one of had one of his best games at Wright State, and they still lost by ten. Yeah, um, because they, they shut down Tanner Holden. Tanner Holden fouled out with five points. Tanner Holden was scoring more than twenty a game for them, and they neutralized him. And they basically said, okay, Grant Basile, you're going to get your touches. Trey Calvin, go for it, and anybody else. And they couldn't find – and there was nobody else, which I thought was – which is amazing because when you consider that, again, last year, even with Loud and Love, you still had the options. You still had Tanner Holden. You, Tim Finke is still on this team. Um. But yeah, it just and and the other thing with Wright State too is now they have the emergence of AJ Broad, another you know another you know, stop me uh, redshirt freshman. <laughs> uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. Sorry for him. <laughs> so uh, and he wasn't a, AJ Broad wasn't a factor either. So 
I think at this, you know, in terms of this game, I think Wright State needs to answer some questions as to what their rotation is going to look like. Because if you're going to run into Cleveland State again, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to have the same game plan against you. And I don't know. I mean, how do you adjust if you're Wright State? Yeah. You were able to do that against Purdue-Fort Wayne, but against Cleveland State, it didn't work. Like, even a little bit. You tried, but Cleveland State just readjusted and, you know, went back to business. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think the other, and on the Northern Kentucky end, I know, uh, I, I, I know that, you know, it, there's, there's a, uh, you, you want to, you want to hit the panic button on them. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the case. I do. <laughs> oh, you do. Okay. I, I All right. The panic button. <laughs> All right, go ahead and explain this because it's uh, and again I I disclaimer this because I'm I am very much higher up on Purdue Fort Wayne outperforming their kind of preseason prognostications yeah than a lot of other people and they prove I mean they they have such a scary scary combination of shooters that really I think should give everybody pause in the conference but I mean. Yeah, Northern Kentucky kind of has some issues, a little bit. And they're going to have to fix those because, you know, in the games, in the game against Cleveland State, Bryson Lang, did you see Bryson Lang in that game? I mean, he was in the game, but did you see him? <laughs> uh, um, no. <laughs> I mean, they basically, I mean, they, they Cleveland State shut down Bryson Langdon. Marquez work. I didn't know where he was. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're the the biggest threat they had that game against Cleveland State was David Bam, who was out here shooting three pointers, and I'm not 100 percent sure he should have been. But he did hit a couple, but it's like, do you really want to keep going to that well? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, uh, like at some level, like. Warwick hasn't been playing it the le- the the way we know he's capable. Um, yeah. I expect that to take a big jump. Um, I mean, but uh, yeah. I, I, like I can see Purdue Fort Wayne out doing preseason expectations. They're for me kind of like that team right under. The yeah. top half where, like, yeah, they're going to jump up and pick some of these teams off. Um, and now as we kind of see how things are playing out, yeah, I, I definitely think they're, you know, top half, top five team. Um, yeah. I Yeah, I agree. I think that's but, that is definitely one of those things where you're like, yeah. And then Northern Kentucky is – as I, I'm sure Matt is joking right now, the one time he's selling them high, they are underperforming, <laughs> as opposed to every other year where he under, you know, sells them short. And yeah, got to work on that, man. <laughs> when he's ready to make his predictions, Kyle's going to show up at his house and make him pick them twelve. Maybe I, I think he kind of has to. I don't. I don't know if he. Yeah, I think he doesn't have a choice in the matter. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Northern Kentucky has other issues that we're not going to get into in this particular podcast, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> One week. But, <laughs> what? Oh, wait, yeah. Um, by the way, shout out to Al Pulowski, uh Cleveland State's not play-by-play announcer. 
You know what you did. Props to you, buddy. Jeff Goodman, too. Jeff Goodman. <laughs> Jeff Goodman, too. Jeff Goodman, too. Still doesn't – neither of them neither of them follow us. But you know what? We'll, we'll take the shout-outs. We'll take what we can get. We're good. I'm yeah. good. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I feel like it, it, with everything that's going on in the Cleveland State side and, and the Wright State side and the Northern Kentucky side, that whole group of games – it's. I don't want to say we lost Oakland in the shuffle, but man, it seems like we lost Oakland in the shuffle a little bit because that <laughs> Thursday game against UIC was a lot, a lot closer than the UIC game against Detroit Mercy. It was towards the end. It looked like it was going to be a runaway win, and then they kind of. I don't know. If I remember right, uh, Matt was kind of like what he was thinking was they sort of I guess played the starters a little bit too long gassed them out and then they kind of had to play not to lose at the end um and by the way that's incidentally that's the same thing they tried to do against Detroit Mercy too at the end even though they were up by double digits and then Detroit Mercy basically used an early run to like okay we're going to be in here. And by the way, Anton Davis is now the uh, the Horizon League's all-time leading three-point shooter. Yeah. Period. He I is. Awesome. I thought that was. Yeah. I think he's, what, 351 now? That sounds right. So. About it. <laughs> but, so, UIC has their own. So, yeah. And, and I, UIC apparently, and I didn't realize this, has their own issues. Because Maurice Commander is out for the season. He had hip surgery, so he's out. And I did not know Raekwondus Mitchell doesn't exist on the team anymore. Yeah, that must that had to have happened, like, right before the year. Because when I was looking at their roster and, you know, just... He was on there to start, yeah. like, in October. I know. Uh, I, did so- a whole, I did a whole thing. I, I'm pretty sure I had a blurb about him in their preview. And, yeah, he just... Did, He's not there anymore. So, um, but I don't know if it makes much of a difference because Demarie Franklin has basically been their leading scorer and basically been the guy running the you know running the show over there right now. Definitely. Um, yeah, he's he's been a great addition. Um, made a pretty big jump, I would say, from his previous stop till now. Yeah. The problem that they have, of course, is they don't have that second option, and you know they. You, you're they're, they're still trying to feel their way in who that second option is. I mean, theoretically, it should be Michael Diggins, but he hasn't been, you know, he, he you know, he didn't really, you know, he didn't really produce very much at, uh, against Detroit Mercy. I don't know. They, they, they've got some things to work out over there. And I think they definitely, specifically in the backcourt, they have definitely have some things to work out. Yeah, at the start, like, um, start of the, basically, at during the Oakland game, you could kind of, I mean, a four-point loss to Oakland right now seems like an outstanding result. Uh, but but when you double that with a you know uh, almost equally, <laughs> you know uh, when you all when you back that up with uh, with a not as you know a, a underwhelming uh, defeat against you know they lo- yeah it's funny they Detroit Mercy beat them by more than Oakland beat them by. Double. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I kind of had to flip my power rankings around a little bit, but that's okay. I think you'll be okay. 
You, you, bottom line is, you know, Oakland's number one. And again, we keep, you know, we keep talking about, you know, we keep talking about Oakland being the best team in the conference. And again, kind of, uh, you know, we, we kind of, I don't know. We, we, I don't know why we're not emphasizing them, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that keeps happening. Cause you know, they, they definitely, they, they definitely did what they, they definitely took care of business in the first two games of the non-conference. I mean, that may be a little bit, again, to your point with Oakland, it might've, the, the UIC game was more, may have been more of a matter of probably took the foot off the gas uh, a little prematurely in that game. And yeah. it almost came to bit, uh, bite them because you know, <laughs> UIC was knocking on the door. They could have forced overtime in that game. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. The other end of it was a team that looks like it might be able to get like a 13 seed in the NCAA tournament against a team that probably wouldn't finish in the top half of some D2 conferences. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah was... I, I, I know it's, it's IUPUI. I mean, well, but I mean, to be fair, if we're being honest, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. IUPUI is in full rebuild mode. This is what we thought was going to keep was going to happen. So, I mean, um, finished in last place one year with the big three there. So of course, once those three are gone, it's going to take a lot. Um, and then the IUPUI versus Detroit Mercy game. Oof. I, I kind of mentioned it, but in the power rankings, um, or no, in article I did late in the week, our picks, uh, basically IUPUI's go-to guy used to defer to Antoine Davis. They, so, yes, BJ Maxwell. Do? Like, he is basically there, you know, give him the ball, do everything, because everyone else is averaging under double figures. Um, and he used to be, you know, a guy that Antoine Davis would pass to occasionally. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. he only played like two games before he got hurt. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, what are you going to do when – your go-to guy is very clearly not on the same level as theirs. It's an uphill battle. Um, It's, it's going to be, yeah. But again, again, this is the, the thing with this was always going to be, you knew what was going to happen. And by the way, um, yeah, by the way, when, when we get back to conference play at the end of December, they are going to IUPUI is greeted, going to be greeted by Cleveland state and Purdue Fort Wayne. So it's not gonna. It's really not gonna get any easier for IUPUI, <laughs> like no. even a little bit. It's not gonna get any easier for UIC to tell you the truth. No, um, not at all. So that's. I mean, but again, you, we we kind of knew what was gonna happen at this point in time, and so I, I think they're kind of at a point where, yeah, it, it's it is what it is with with IUPUI at this point. I mean, just I. I I mean, they're probably not going to go over for the conference because that's really hard to do. You know, I know many teams have tried <laughs> to run the run the table in reverse. I don't think that's going to be IUPUI. I think they are going to. They'll probably they're probably win a game that we don't think they're going to win, <laughs> which 
I mean, if we're being honest, that's any of them. So, <laughs> sorry, IUPY, but I, I, we, we understand your pain, but man, it's going to be tough to pick with you. <laughs> I do like some of their freshmen for sure. Um, yeah, I, think- I, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I mean, they do have some. They do definitely have some. And I think that's kind of the point of this, because when you look at their rotation, you see that Matt Crenshaw is, you know, bringing in the guys, these freshmen already in, like K.J. Pruitt and Boston Stanton. These are guys who are starting already as freshmen. And then you got uh, Chooks Izatua. I keep calling him Chucks. Because, you know, that's that's way better or cooler. uh, You know, that's way cooler (laughs) pronunciation to me, at least. And I but but yeah, I mean, you know, again, you see kind of the foundation. But by and large, this is kind of a situation where you know what you have to do moving forward. If you have a core of like two or three guys who you can carry forward through four years, like it seems like. Crenshaw wants to do with Pruitt and Isatua and Stanton. I mean, you're going to get all the time in the world to, to make this happen. This is not, we, we, you know, IUPUI of all teams is not in win now mode. Yeah. They just had an interim coach for two years. Exactly. So, yeah. (laughs) So if they were, and and by the way, if they were going to be in win now mode, it would have been last year when they had everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, you know, we expected this to happen. We, I kind of wish this would be happening in the Summit League, but what are you going <laughs> to <sighs> and, and in the, yeah, and I can't even say that this, they would, and uh, honestly, the way the Summit League, the trajectory of the Summit League, they'd probably be running into the same problems, except yeah. they'd be duking it out with Denver. Which there even then they would still they be finishing. They would still be getting beaten. <laughs> they already did. Like they just already did in San Antonio. So I mean, but no, I get the I, I get the I get the thought process. And but man, it, it's gonna be it, it, it's gonna just looking at it from the outside. I, I get what's trying to happen here, but. Man, this is this is not a good year for that to happen. You know, there, there, there's going to be a lot of times where it's going to be really, really tough for them. Yeah. Um, and I, again, when you look at and when you look at when you look at the Horizon League, you, you a lot of people put them in tiers, and you have the kind of the top tier where you got the Oaklands and the Cleveland State, and then you got that second tier where you you know theoretically could put a Wright State. A maybe a Detroit Mercy at this point in time. I don't know. Um, they're two and zero in the conference, and I mean, it, they, they still seem like they got a lot of work to do. Um, or, a, or, 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 <laughs> I, Young, I or Youngstown State. Um, but again, Youngstown State is also a, they're two and zero now too. Um, they actually went up to they w- they went up to Wisconsin and swept in Wisconsin. So that was, you know, they, that's, you know, that, that they got that going for them. Um, they did be, you know, I, I don't want to talk about this right now. Let's talk about Pat Baldwin Jr. later. <laughs> I, I have questions is what I've got at this point. Talk about him now. He All right. Amazing yesterday. Uh, yeah, great. What about the rest of the team? Terrible. I mean, I mean, 11, I, that's fine. I mean, no, I, yeah, but. 
When you look at when you look at against against a Robert Morris team that I'm not sure I'm not sure if they're going to get it together this year. You would think that they would, but they haven't to this point. They haven't won a game all season. Yeah, and I don't, you know so. I but, mean, they'll theoretically win their next one. It's a non D one. There you but. go. Yeah, of course they will. Um, <laughs> see, of course they will, and then you know the way things have been going, who knows? But. They'll beat the Bowling Green team that just beat Milwaukee last week, and I'll feel sad. Uh, uh, no, actually, Oakland has them first, Bowling Green. So uh, Oakland definitely beat them. <laughs> but when you look, man, I'm sorry, but the well, obviously, you saw what happened when they were when they didn't have Pat Bowling Jr. Yeah, Sound State beat them. Um, and. It's funny because when you look at that, oh, when you look at the Milwaukee team against Youngstown State, you can't help but think in the back of your head, this is the team we would have saw had Pat Baldwin Jr. not picked Oakland, <laughs> Milwaukee. This is the team we would have seen. Well, I mean, not entirely because I don't think, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you look at the Milwaukee team and you think, I, I look at it and I'm like, how are they not? Th- how are they just not this good? I don't get it. I mean, you would think that they would be much better than they actually have been, but it's just not coming through, and yeah, I don't understand playing. that at all. I mean, so they yesterday it actually went okay as yeah. the game went on, but because they, they, they were on national television, they don't have. I, they haven't had good enough point guard play all year. Wow. Uh, I mean, watching what Cleveland State did this weekend, yeah. oh my God, they're going to beat Milwaukee by 100 because Milwaukee's not going to get the ball past half court most of the time. I mean, uh, Pat Jr. could score 30 points in that game and they'd still lose by a dozen. <laughs> no, because that's exactly what Cleveland State did against Wright State. They let, you know, they let basically let you know, Grandpa Silly and Trey Calvin score 51 points between them, and they still won by 10. And they won by 10, by the way, because of the, you know, because Trey Calvin got the last, uh, got the last minute shot off. But yeah, that's basically what's going to happen. Uh, to me, I think that's what's going to happen. I could be, I, I want to be wrong, but I'm not sure I'm going to be. I mean, yeah. that's 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 the game plan right now. I mean, if you are a Horizon League team. You basically all you have to do is let somebody else besides Pat Ballin Jr. beat you. Period. Which coincidentally has also been the game plan for anybody that has tried to play who who's played Detroit Mercy in the last five three years. Make somebody else besides Antoine Davis beat you. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's so frustrating. So I guess And uh, yeah, again, I, I don't, don't know what it, the deal it, was it, with Colston yesterday. But I guess yeah, there's yeah. been some internal so, stuff. So Rose, Todd Rosiak from the Journal Sentinel said it was an ankle injury. Okay. So it wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. Somebody had told. I think somebody might have told you that he got suspended. But it sounds like per Todd Rosiak, it's an ankle injury, and it has nothing to do with you know. But then Josh Thomas also got suspended for a game too. Yeah, so. the, the Josh Thomas thing. It. It's. I, so I'm not going to talk about it, but it sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, well, I mean, 
Stupid seems to be our resting pulse at this point in time, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, stupid is like, yeah, it is stupid. You guys should be doing, you know, this entire conference should be doing way better, and they're not. <laughs> especially, especially a team that has arguably one of the best, uh, you know, one of the best recruits, uh, one of the uh, top ten recruit in the country. Yeah. Um, and who, by the way, you know, he when he came back, he did ju- he just just fine. I mean, he he did exactly what we were expected him to do. Yeah. Problem is, nobody else did. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, you're talking about a you're talking about a Robert Morris team that has been struggling in their own right, and then you turn around and and Robert Morris for about mo- for a good chunk of that game made it a game. They were they were highly competitive against Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, winning for or within a possession for most of it. Yeah, no, yeah, they, exactly. They were. And it was with yeah. uh, Baldwin had nineteen on just the most. His halftime uh, effective field goal percentage was over a hundred, and he had yeah. nineteen points, and they were losing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, and they only and yeah, and Milwaukee only won by eight. It's funny because when you look at Robert Morris, there is you could easily see both of those games where they could have been two and zero. They could be two and zero in the conference, but for whatever reason, they're not. They're zero and two, and they still haven't won a game in the conference. And this is and this has kind of been what's happened to Robert Morris throughout the entire season. This is basically what's happened to them the whole time. Oh, sure. Happened to them in Mount St. Mary's. Oh. I, I know I hate bringing. I know you guys hate bringing that up, but that's exactly what happened with them. This is what happened to them against Green Bay. <laughs> they should have won against Green Bay, and that didn't happen. And they were so close against Milwaukee, and they just couldn't get it done. And again, when you look at that roster, you don't understand how that's possible. Uh, although, although they are good, they are without Michael Green right now. True. Um, but that should make a difference. And it's, you know, two-thirds of the way through the game, everyone's, you know, doing what they need to do. They're shooting efficiently. They're, you know, playing team ball. And then at the end, they just, like... I know. I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just, I, you, you, it's a, it's a head-scratcher. And, and they're getting, I mean, even when, you know... And it's always a different – in Robert Morris, you know, you have diversity of scoring in that on that roster because you, you have the ability – because you've we've seen flashes from Khalil. You've obviously seen flashes from Khalil Spear. You've seen Jerron Williams get involved. Against uh, Green Bay, you got Rasheen Dunn and Justin Winston stepping up. And so – you see, when you look at a Robert, when you look at Robert Morris, you see that they have the ability to not be zero and seven, and yet they're zero and seven. Yeah, the talent's outstanding, um, and it's not even like it's not measured. Like they're playing well for yeah. a chunk of the game, and then just collapsing. It's weird. It is, and it doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense to me. Um. But it certainly doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. And then on the flip side, you look at you look at Green Bay, who you know, again, a team that you know. I know they they lots of roster turnover, but you see pieces that are starting to fit into that that equation. With a uh, with Manny Ansong being kind of the veteran leader there, with a Lucas Sieber, 
with a Donovan Ivory, who's apparent, who's who's clearly become the become the that breakout player for them. Yeah, and they end up splitting between. But again, they're having the you know again Green Bay is having the up until they're having the same problem as uh they they seem to be having the same problem as Robert Morris with the, <laughs> they just cannot get it together and then against Youngstown State they just completely collapsed yeah because Youngstown State basically just kind of run that ran them out of their own gym yeah and it was it wasn't even close which is yeah because uh, Youngstown State looked really really good against against Green Bay. Really good. That's probably the best that Youngstown State has looked all season. I don't. Eh, probably. I don't know. I, that Southeast Missouri State game. It honestly seemed like Southeast Missouri State just quit, and then they like you kept watching, and it's like mm, the effort's still there. They're they're just getting torched. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, either yesterday or that game for sure either or i mean i i think i think maybe the shock of losing garrett covington kind of affected them incredibly after the uh after the saint thomas game i mean when you drop two or three in your own uh mte that that's definitely going to be that's going to be a shock to your system um yeah. but i think with this trip and again even Records, regardless, that trip through uh, through Wisconsin is never easy. It's never easy. It's never been easy. And it doesn't matter if the the teams are playing are zero and seven or seven and zero. That's a tough road trip. It always has been. And Youngstown State came through it, you know, relatively unscathed. And, and you know that's. And I think maybe there, maybe Youngstown State is now at the point where. They finally figured out what adjustments they need to make post Garrett Covington. And it also helps that Michael Akuche is still jumping out of the gym. Yeah. Um, the one thing I think the teams with size and with you know more established big man big men are going to give them trouble. Um, yeah. I definitely noticed you know Milwaukee was having a lot of success getting it into the paint and then just stop trying yeah um, so i think you know obviously cleveland state obviously right state but i would even say i mean see that's the th- see going back to the cleveland state right state thing and i mean there were instances where they were like because again grandpa silly you're gonna give him his touches you're gonna let it but man they went after him the Cleveland State went after him with everybody of all sizes. At given points of the time, given points of time during the game, Basili had Trago Million on him, had Tory Patton on him, had Spider Johnson on him, had Maybor Magic on him. <laughs> Maybor Magic picked his pocket. <laughs> uh, that's never going to get old. And but you're right, but. When you again on the flip side, then you look at Oakland, where before the season started, we thought that size was going to be an issue for them, and it absolutely positively isn't. It's not even it's not even doesn't even factor into anything. They're just doing really well, <laughs> right? When but it, it definitely helps that for them, some of like their their most impactful freshmen, you know, are like a six foot five wing. 
it's a you know a six foot eight kind of face up forward kind of power forward but shoots threes um you know they're they're bigger guys and then obviously um i mean we knew jamal kane was going to be highly impactful it's more the yeah, we're, uh, hey, that that's one where I'm happy. I'm happy because we we made such a big deal about the guy, and I'm like, glad we were right. <laughs> Man, we weren't right. That I can't believe it. Um, yeah, the city of Milwaukee might have had the two worst basketball coaches in college basketball. <laughs> wow. Like, I can't believe how good Jamal Gain has been for being like the third best player on a bad Marquette team. Wojo, <laughs> yeah, now you see why Wojo got fired. Oh yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about talk about misuse. But yeah, Greg <laughs> Campy's getting a lot Greg Campy's getting my It also probably helps that, you know, when you look obviously when you have a when you have a a player who handles the ball as well as Jamal um, uh, uh, Jalen Moore has, um, not just this season but this pe- the last season. Yeah, I-, I think when you have some when you have that one-two punch like they do at this point, and then you mix in a Trey Townsend or a Micah Parrish or you know even a Blank Lampman, you know once in a blue moon, um, that's going to make a big difference to them. And I, it's I, we're at a point where they've really kind of. They've made it very, very difficult to not see them keeping that up throughout the rest of the conference schedule. Yeah, very difficult. Um, could this be the year for Oakland? Because remember, Oakland hasn't been to the NCAA tournament in a long time. Yeah, not in the Horizon League. Not in the Horizon League. So, could this be the year for them? I don't know. Because you still have, I think it's going to, I think we're, when you look at Oakland, I think it's going to come down to the Oakland-Cleveland State game. That, those two games. I think we're going to see, and that's going to be, I think those are going to be the, and what's messed up is I'm pretty sure that neither of those games are on the ESPN. Nope. They went real, so, I don't know. Even before the injuries and all that, Robert Morris, Milwaukee, as the TV game, the same weekend as Cleveland State's playing two of the projected top four. That was weird. Just uh, a little bit, yes. <laughs> you have Cleveland State and Wright State sitting there. They're projected one and two preseason in the conference. But no, we're going to go again. We're going to get, you know, we're going to use, uh, we're going to have Milwaukee playing a Robert Morris team that, you know, wasn't, yeah, we got, I mean, but you had so many different, and you have so many different opportunities to see Pat Wallowood Jr. And oh, by the way, there was a chance he might not have even played on Saturday. Right. Because he was out the game before. Yeah, that's the other thing when it's, you know, entirely about one guy and the guy's coming off an injury. And yeah. He. I mean, you you had, a, there was like a, to me, there was like a, definitely a non-zero chance that ESPN was going to get burned on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, by the way, welcome to Milwaukee. And we're, you know, we're seconds away from the tip off. Oh, by the way, PBJ is not playing. And then Golston was out too. Oh, that would have been oh so bad. Um, quick question. Yes. We got for Horizon League Player of the Week. Oh, good question. I don't know. Someone from Oakland. I don't know who. <laughs> That's Someone my- from Oakland. It's either gonna be Jamal Kane or yeah. I I mean the safe pick is Jamal Kane. I mean, <laughs> when isn't he? 
Spread the wealth. Give it to Trey Townsend. Give it to Trey Townsend. Um, I think you're still going to pick Jamal Kane. Sorry. <laughs> it, not me. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I don't make the rules. I just, you know, know what's going to happen. <laughs> and after yesterday, I know he only played in one game, but PBJ's freshman of the week. That was insane. He was. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's. Yeah, you. you I mean, you could make – I mean, theoretically, you could make an argument for Sam Vincent, but his team went 0-2, and, yeah, that, I'm not sure that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, and then um, A.J. Braun had one good game, but – He did. But then he went to Cleveland State, he, and we didn't see him. Also then he went, a, yeah, then he went to Cleveland State, and we didn't see him again. <laughs> yeah, he also had a not good game. PBJ only had the great game, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to uh, – yeah, so – it's probably going to be PBJ this week, just because of the you know just because of what he did and against uh, you know just because of what he did on Saturday. Um, I mean, again, you can make the argument for the other guys, but you really can't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, player of the week, oh, man. I don't know, man. I mean, that is going to be a toughie. I don't know. I would say I would say you could make a case for Tory Patton because he almost got a double double the weirdest way possible. <laughs> he got twenty points against Northern Kentucky, but then he only got four points against Wright State. But then he also got eight and ten. <laughs> I don't know that that confuses me a little bit. <laughs> you could make an argument for him, but I don't know if you wanna. A week after uh, Antoine gets his first double double. Uh, Tory Patton just gets the. Ah, uh, we may also uh, see. Sorry. That's the other thing. We may also, yeah, might be Antoine this week. Antoine went two and zero. Antoine is now the leading. Uh, is now the all-time leading uh, three-point guy. Uh, didn't Antoine get a double-double uh, against uh, U- IUPUI? First ever, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's gonna. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Antoine this week. Yeah, I mean, it probably should be because he did break a record this week. I mean, well, but that's... and they and and in Detroit Mercy won. I might add, both games. So, yeah, you can make. I think you could probably make the argument for Antoine winning, getting a. I think you can make the the argument for Antoine being a player of the week this week, and I think he probably will be. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sticking that's, with Townsend. That's my pick. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're picking Townsend this week. I'm going to pick Townsend. Antoine. I think it's going to be Antoine this week. All right. I, I do believe so, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so there's actually going to be whole-ass teams we don't see all this uh, this week because Cleveland State's not playing this week. And, um, I mean, there's a handful of games, but I know we're not going to see Cleveland State for like a week and a half. And then we're going to see them at, at Oklahoma State and at Duke, which is like – and at <laughs> – uh, yeah, something like, oh, great. They got five road games. I'm That's going to be fun. <laughs> well. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm honestly not looking forward to that. Um, so good luck to everybody. May the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I think, uh, uh, yes, yeah, Antoine's going to win player of the week. He got a double. He got his first ever double-double, and he broke the record for most three-pointers. He's going to win player of the week. It just, that that's that's where I, that's where I'm landing. It's a weekly award, not a career achievement. <laughs> He averaged, yeah, he averaged 19 points a game, and by he averaged 19 points a game and probably about six six assists. So yeah, he's he's winning it. So if we're we're just talking about just that, 
plus he, you know, plus he's probably the, you know, so I don't know. Detroit Mercy is going to be a major head scratcher for me for the entire season. I mean, they're definitely a major head scratcher now. Oh, and they, oh, by the way, they play, uh, they play Kent State on Thursday. So that, that ought to be an, an, that ought to be an experience. So, yeah. So anyway, and I think we're going to go ahead and wrap that up. Yeah. So he ever, yes. So we average, yes. So Antoine Davis averaged 19 points and seven and a half assists this week. So yeah, he's probably going to get the player of the week. Hey. So that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. So, all right. That's going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I, I believe we get Matt back next week. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I see how it is. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You guys, you know what? You want to jump on? Hey, knock yourself out. You're always a you, him, both of you. All right. Hey, the more the merrier. <laughs> you know I don't care. You know the more you guys talking, the less time it takes me to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be crap. All righty. So, um, HorizonRoundtable.com. Uh, that's uh. It's where all of our episodes and all our written content is. Uh, power rankings come out next week. May the odds ever be in your favor, John. Um, no, this, on, week, this week was cool. I think it cleared up a lot for one week. Well, that's good. Awesome. So, okay. And then um, we're on wherever podcasts are found, and you can pull us up on your Amazon Google devices. So tune in next week. And until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>